Welcome to the Flourish Podcast. Thank you for joining us for this episode as we learn, grow, and flourish together as a community of women. Hello, this is Penny. Thank you for joining me today. We're going through a little series that I put together quite a few years ago, and it's entitled The Six A's of Influence. And this past week, we went over our first A, which is attention. And we talked about the fact that you can't impart without sharing your heart. And we talked about how influence is the ability to flow into someone, to impact them, to touch their lives in some way. And we really emphasized how listening and paying attention and and being aware of opportunities around us to to pay attention to people and situations that God might want us to touch is so vital. So this week, our second A is affection. Affection. And for some of us, that's a little tricky. I know I grew up without a lot of affection in my life. My dad was MIA. From the time I was 13, he went uh, and moved in with a neighbor of ours and began a life with her. So I did not have a lot of affection from my dad. And my mom, who was the most precious human being ever to live, was not necessarily very affectionate. She was a darling, but she wasn't big on affection. But affection's important to people. It's something that it would be... Um, wise for us to learn, to learn how to do, to go beyond ourselves and to become affectionate people, even though it may not be our natural tendency. Paul says in 1 Thessalonians 2, 7 and 8, that when they were with the Thessalonians, they were gentle among them. And this next language always blows me away coming from Paul as a nursing mother tenderly cares for her own children. Wow. Having so fond an affection for you, we were well pleased to impart to you not only the gospel of God, but our own lives because you had become very dear to us. Now those are affectionate words. Those aren't mm, standoffish, casual, hey, nice to know you, but keep your distance kind of words. A nursing mother tenderly cares for her children. We were gentle like that. We were precious among you. In other words, we were kind. We were warm, um, having so fond an affection for you. So as Christians, being having affection and affection that we demonstrate is important. Um, for many people, that's their major love language, and it it really touches them deeply when other people show them some level of affection. And it might surprise you that your children, even if they're in their 20s or 30s, sometimes it really matters to them if you show them affection. They still need that. They haven't outgrown that. Um, Little embraces and expressions of affection matter. I've been watching the series, The Chosen, and I actually have loved it. It's interesting to me just to, if nothing else, and there are a lot of things that that it has touched my heart in, but if nothing else, 
it helps me to go beyond a dry, unimaginative ideal of Jesus and to, to use my heart's eye to imagine him living among the people he loved. You know, sometimes we can just read the Bible and it just is like mm, words, you know, and yeah, you, you try to get a, an idea from it or whatever, but to have an actual mental picture or an image of what that might look like and how that might be lived out. And just even in that series, the level of touch and affection is precious, and it's probably very accurate. I mean, if, if you if you have watched it, you'll notice that Jesus kissed people that were dirty and had just been you know, the, the mud man that was, was healed at the pool of Bethesda, had been there unkempt for years and years, but he kissed him and just he would hug people. And and I believe that Jesus was really like that. Philippians 1.7 says, For God is my witness, how I long for you with all the affection of Jesus Christ. And in the previous verse, he says, I have you in my heart. <clears throat> Excuse me, but he says, I long for you with all the affection of Jesus Christ. I mean, think about it. We're human beings. We've been created and put on this planet by God. And pure, precious affection, we learn from him. It's not something we came up with on our own. They're like, oh, this might be a fun thing to do. It's an innate characteristic and a trait of God that he's put inside of us to be warm and appropriately affectionate. And it's a healthy thing. It's a good thing. It's a righteous thing. It's a healing thing. Romans 16, 16 says, greet one another with a holy kiss. I really believe that affection can be healing for people, even people who seem to be fairly resistant. Now, I know there are people that have been through perhaps uh, physical trauma, uh, maybe sexual trauma, and we have to use a lot of discretion. I understand that. But I know that there are also people that maybe weren't raised with a lot of affection, maybe have felt a tremendous amount of rejection in their life, and affection is healing for them. I've told the story before, but it's worthy of repeating. Uh, Quite a few years ago, probably mm, 15, 16, 17 years ago, I attended a bridal shower at our, our home church, and I sat with a table at a table where I didn't know some of the people. And there was one dear lady, she must have been in her late 70s. I had never met her before, but as we talked around the table, she told how she had always shunned affection, how she never liked it, how she never had it as a child, and she just didn't like it. And so we were teasing her a little bit and stuff, and I went up to get my food, and when I was done throwing my plates away and everything, I came back, and I just came up behind her and kind of gave her a hug and a little kiss on the cheek. And she kind of got a little grin on her face and a a little bit of delight, but she was a tad awkward because she wasn't used to that. But I could tell from her reaction that she wasn't offended and that it actually touched her. So me being me, spread the word and got probably another 15 to 20 women in line with my little scheme. And so throughout the day, throughout the shower, different ones would come by and just kind of give her a hug and a kiss on the cheek. And 
By the time it was all over, she was tickled pink. She was delighted. And she actually said, could I get a picture with all you ladies that hugged me and kissed me? Because she was so tickled. And a couple months later, my husband and I attended the wedding for the young woman who the shower was for. And this dear lady and her husband were there. And he made a point to come to me and say, you know, I just want to tell you that that was that day changed my wife's life. It deeply touched her and she felt so loved and affirmed. And I just want to thank you for doing that. So you just never know the hurt in people's heart and the loneliness and the rejection. And maybe they feel like they're not worthy of affection. Maybe they feel like they just aren't, don't warrant it. But there are times where we need to get out of our comfort zone a bit and put ourselves out there and learn to be affectionate. Like I said, just watching that, that series, all types of people Jesus showed affection to in that series. And I know that's not real life. I know it's, it's a series. It's a dramatization. But I can't help believe that, if anything, it probably underplays his level of affection and warmth and tenderness and love that he showed people. So let your guard down. Be vulnerable. Hug people. Hug your kids. You know, I've heard someone say recently that the best thing you can do for your kids is that they would know that you really, really like them. Not just that you love them, but that you like them. And when you see them, you're delighted to see them. No matter if you just saw them yesterday, you're delighted to see them again today. And sometimes that's manifested through affection. I know with my kids, even now, they're all grown up. And I'm sure sometimes they might think I'm obnoxious. But I hug them and kiss them just like as if they were those little kids that I had many years ago. Because I want them to always know that I'm crazy about them. So my little saying for affection is, affection counteracts rejection. And I think there's so much truth to that. Did you ever have a disagreement with your husband or a friend or one of your kids? And when they come up to you and embrace you and hug you sincerely and tenderly, does that just not heal the rejection that you might have felt a few moments earlier? Does it just not bring like a salve to your heart? So you be the ambassador of that affection. You be the father in the prodigal son story that ran out to greet his wayward son when his son had decided to come back and ran and embraced them and held him close to his chest. You be that person. Don't wait for someone else to do it. You be that person. So thank you for joining me, and I'll see you next time. Love y'all. Thanks for listening to the Flourish Podcast. Make sure you subscribe so you don't miss an episode and share it with your friends. For more information about Flourish, our annual conference, or to join our community of women, visit nrpflourish.com. See you next time.